Genesis 24, verse 1. Abraham was old and well stricken in age. The Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. Now I want you to take your pencils or pens and circle the word Abraham. And I want you to write beside the word Abraham, God the Father. God the Father. In this story, Abraham is a type of God the Father. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant, I want you to circle the words eldest servant and write the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Now if you'll get this foundation and follow me very carefully, you will learn some teaching about the Holy Spirit tonight you've never learned in your life before. I want you to circle the word wife in verse 3. Line 4. 1, 2, 3. Line 4, verse 3. The word wife. And I want you to put there Christians. Christians. Which is the bride of Christ, of course. I want you to circle the word son on the same line. That's Isaac, by the way. And I want you to circle the word son and put Jesus. Isaac the son here is a type of Jesus. I want you to go down to verse 4, and the word country, I want you to circle, and I want you to put earth or world. Earth or world. All right, Abraham represents the Father, God the Father. <clears throat> the eldest servant represents the Holy Spirit. The wife represents the Christians. The son Isaac represents Jesus. And the earth, I'm sorry, the far country, represents the earth. All right? Now then, let me ask you, you tell me now, whom does Abraham in this story represent? God the Father. Say it again. God the Father. Whom does Isaac the son represent? Jesus. Whom does the servant, eldest servant, represent? The Holy Spirit. Whom does the wife, Rebecca, represent? Christian. And who, uh, what does the uh, far country represent? World. All right. Dr. Billings, I want to use you tonight as a helper, if you would, please, in this message. And since I'm going to be close to you, I'm going to get some breath freshener out and ask you to use it. And uh, step right up here, if you would. Now, here's the story. Uh, you follow me carefully. I'll just use, um, oh, let's see. How about Miss Graves down here on the front? Just stay where you are. I'll, I'll, I'll use you right there. You're, you are in the far country. If I can get this ring off, Doc, uh, let's use both, both the ring, your ring and mine. And I'll take this watch off. And uh, Gail, that's right, isn't it, Gail? I'm going to use you as Rebecca. Now, here's the story. I am Abraham. <clears throat> the story is this. Servant, uh, my son Isaac, over here, in, in the middle. He's not much, but he's all I've got. <clears throat> He's my son Isaac. Now Isaac is old enough to get married. And uh, I don't want Isaac to marry anybody here in this land. You see, God wants us to marry our own people. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go 500 miles away, back home, and I want you to find a wife for Isaac. Okay? Now, I want to do this. I want to give you some gifts. 
to give her. Here are a couple of earrings. They don't match, but <laughs> a couple of earrings to give her. You know, it's not going to be easy to talk her into coming to marry a fellow that she's never seen. Now, in this case, it might be easier. Uh, <coughs> but, uh, sorry about that. And uh, <coughs> so, uh, you've got to persuade her, you see, and you've got to be nice and so forth as you go and bring her back. All right, now that's the story. Now then, the question comes. He says, how will I know which one is mine? How will I know which one is the one to bring back to Isaac? So he, so he says, he prays and he says, Lord, while I'm gone, I've got to know which one is the one you want for Isaac to marry. Now, Lord, tell me what you want to do. I'm going to ask every girl I come in contact with that I think might be the one for a drink of water. Now, the girl who said, who asked, can I give water to your camels also, that's going to be the one. Well, you say, what's so unusual about that? Good night. Did you ever see a camel drink water? Camels in the Middle East gurgle all the time. Gurgle, 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 gurgle. In Egypt, gurgle, 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 all the time. And a camel drinks a bottle of water, a bottle of skin, uh, bottles and skin, drinks a bottle of water, just like that. Now, they didn't have running water. And if this girl gets water for his camels, she's got to go down to a brook or a well, get the water, put it in a bottle of skins, put it on her head, <clears throat> take it down to uh, the, the camel, and one camel will go, and that's it. She's got to go back again to the same well or brook, get the same bottle filled again, bring it back up, just like that. The camels that probably accompanied the servant of a wealthy man like Abraham were many. It would have been a miracle for anybody to offer, a woman especially, to offer to get water for the camels. So, he takes off on the trip. <clears throat> He's going down. What are you going to go for now? Find Isaac of Ryan. Okay. Go down and, and uh, travel through, and he comes to a well. And there he sees a lovely young lady. But he passes her by and goes to Gail Graves. <clears throat> There's Rebecca. So go ahead there, servant. Oh, no! <clears throat> you are dumb, 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 dumb. Ask her for a drink of water, stupid. I knew you'd say that. Now, what are you going to say? That's the one. That's the one. Okay, come on back up here now. We'll, we'll, we'll act it out again in a minute. So, she said to me, I'll give you water if you camels. That's the one. Her name is Rebecca. Now, in this story, in this story, I am Abraham, God the Father. So, spiritually applied, God the Father says to God the Son, I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit, the servant, says, Holy Spirit, I want a bride for my son, Jesus. And I want you to go to the earth, and I want you to choose that bride. I want you to give gifts to that bride. And I want you to bring that bride to someday marry my son. Let me ask you a question. What is he going to the far country to do? You tell me out loud. Get a bride. Say it again. Get a bride. Get a bride. Say it again. 
Get a bride. Say it again. Get a bride. You're going to say that tonight. You're going to dream about it. <clears throat> you're going to dream about it. I'm going to over and over again. You're going to say, it. get a bride. Now then, is he going to the far country to talk in tongues? No. Is he going to the far country to shout? No. Is he going to the far country to be sweet? No. But now he may, he may do all three of those, but his the success or failure is what? Getting the bride. Now, if you ever get this down, everything the Holy Spirit of God does, every ministry he has, if somebody believes it, a doctrine about the Holy Spirit, if it is not an aid to getting the bride, it's false. That is the one great purpose. Now, notice, I gave him some gifts to give the bride. But why are these gifts to be given to the bride? To persuade her to come to the Son. Anybody talks to you about gifts of the Spirit that's not wrapped around soul winning, they're false teachers on this doctrine. Amen. See, the purpose is to get the bride. Now then, we're going we're gonna to rehearse here a little bit. All right, hold it. You're going to go down and get the bride. Okay, there are the gifts. Go ahead and be nice and everything while you go. Okay. There he goes, going to the far country. Real talk real loud. That's the one. We found her. All right, come back up here. Here comes the servant back. Did you go to the far country? Yes, I did. Were you nice? Yes, I was. Were you courteous? Yes, I was. Were you kind? Yes, sir. Did you give the earring? Yes, sir. Did you give the bracelet? Yes, sir. Did you get the bride? No, sir. Good servant or bad servant? Did you shout? No, sir. Yes, you did. did I, yes, I shouted. Yes, you shouted. Were you courteous and sweet and kind and loving? Yes, sir. Did you get the bride? No, sir. Good servant or bad servant? All right. Okay, go to the far country, get the bride. Come on. Meet her now. That's ten demerits for holding hands. He didn't say it, but I think it's worth it, probably. <laughs> okay. Did you go to the far country? Yes, sir. Did you? Were you nice? Not really. No, sir. Were you kind? Not really. No. Were you happy? No, sir. Did you get the bride? Yes, sir. Good servant or bad servant? Good servant. Well, you make it sound like to get the bride's the whole thing. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Now, if you'll get this down. Somebody says, yeah, have you had the gifts of the Spirit? If it's for getting the bride, I'm for it. You have the fruit of the Spirit, you don't have it unless you get in the bride. Everything the Holy Spirit does is for the one purpose of getting the bride. Thank you, bride. We'll use you again later. Let me have the gifts back, and I'll, I won't, I'll, I'll, I'll give them to you again later. All right. <clears throat> now then, there are three eras, eras in our generation that are, per, that are perverting the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. One is the doctrine of the fruit of the Spirit. Now, take your Bibles, please, and turn to Galatians, chapter 5. Galatians, chapter 5. Boy, I wish I hadn't learned this before. I'd like to learn it again. <laughs> Galatians, chapter 5. <coughs> Verse 17. Now, the works of the... No, for the flesh lusteth against the, against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh... And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. 
But if you've led of the Spirit, you're not of the law. Now, it lists there the works of the Spirit, uh, flesh, and then it goes down in verse 22 and lists the fruit of the Spirit. Look at verse 22 now. But the fruit of the Spirit is, and read this with me, ready? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Okay. Now, that is the, does it say that is the fruits of the Spirit or the fruit? Fruit. It's all one fruit. You can't have one of these without having all of these. Now then, the fruit of the Spirit. Now we're going to discuss here the fruit of the Spirit for a few minutes. Let me ask you a question. What is one thing we've got to keep in mind? That whatever the fruit of the Spirit is, it must be an aid in what? No, not so winning. Be a little more in getting the bride. Say it again. Getting the bride. All right, now, if anybody says the fruit of the Spirit means anything that doesn't help to get the bride, it's false teaching, right? Because the servant is gone to get the bride. That's the, that's the whole thing. Get the bride, get the bride, get the bride, get the bride, get the bride. Anybody who teaches anything about the fruit of the Spirit, who doesn't have it directly connected with winning people to Christ, getting the bride for Jesus, is wrong on the doctrine. All right. What does that mean? It means this. Servant, <clears throat> I want you to go to the far country, but I want you to have the fruit of the Spirit. I think you can come near getting that bride if you're nice and courteous. I think so. I want you, as you go, have love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. For each of these will help you persuade that bride to come and marry Isaac. You see? All right. Let me illustrate. I'll, I'm, I'm going to be the servant this time. Uh, let's see. Bride, would you come and sit in Dr. Hilton's seat here for a second? And I'll, I'm going to play like that's the far country. <coughs> and to sort of face me here, if you would. Turn, turn around and face me here. That's right. Now, I'm going to be, I'm going to be here the, the servant. And I'm going to, Abraham, you're sending me this time. And I'm going to be the servant. Okay. Uh, good morning. How are you this morning? Isn't it a beautiful day? I'll tell you, uh, it, it, you have a beautiful country here, and I admire it. So my name is Jack Hiles, and your name is Rebecca, I understand. Yes, that's here. All right. Uh, I didn't know it, but you're supposed to tell me. And uh, now, you think I can come near getting her to come back that way? I'll come up and say, hey, hey, what's your name? No, I'll come near getting her if I have love. And you'll come near getting people saved if you'll have love too. See? But love is not love, Bible love, unless it's used for soul winning. You don't love. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. What was his commandment? To go soul winning. You don't even have Bible love if you're not a soul winner. You say, hold it. I don't like what you said. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Okay? Now, what's this? Suppose I go. Boy, it sure is hot. Whew. Man. Boy, but, but it's, that sure beats my old country where I come from. Hi. Oh, man, it's terrible. Huh. You think that's going to help get her? No, joy is going to help get her. Good morning. Good morning. Another new day is dawning. A happy, cheery, bright good morning. We'll last you all the day long. Boy, you think that won't get her either, will it? <laughs> so, do you think I'll come near getting her if I have joy or not? Uh, love or not? Yes. Long-suffering or not? Yes. All right. So what am I saying? I'm saying 
that the fruit of the Spirit is simply a methods course in how to go soul winning. That's what it's all about. It is a course. The, 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 the Master said, Go, Abraham, and while you go, you'll come near getting her if you have love. You'll come near getting her if you have faith. You'll come near getting her if you have long-suffering. You'll come near getting her if you have uh, uh, goodness, and so forth. Now, it is a method score. Let me illustrate. Let's suppose <clears throat> that David, back when he was about 13, 14 years old, David goes to the... I say, Dave, go down to the NP and get some bread and milk. Okay, now where am I sending David? To the NP to get what? Bread and milk. Okay, I say, Dave... Uh, Go down and get some bread and milk at the NP grocery store. Hold it, Dave. Hold it, Dave. Come here. While you're gone, I want you to remember what your name is. Your name is Hiles. I want you to act like a Christian. Act like a Hiles ought to act. I want you to be loving. Have love. And I, want, and I can list all of these. Have, have joy and peace and long-suffering and so forth. You got it, Dave? Now, what am I sending David to the grocery store to do? Love? No. And God didn't send you to the world just to love either. He sent you to get the bride. So, Dave goes down to the grocery store, comes back. I say, hey, Dave, glad to see you back, son. Did you get the bread and milk? <laughs> no. Dad, I loved. I loved. I hugged the butcher, kissed the baker, <clears throat> winked at the clerk to check me out. I walked over the whole store saying, I love you, 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 I like you, and uh, I, I love all of you, I love 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 you. Did you get the bread and milk? No? Good boy or bad boy? Yeah, and I'm going to spank him. This world's full of folks that call themselves good Christians that all they do is say, talk about love, 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 and never get the bride. They're hypocrites. They don't even have love. Dave, did you get the bread and milk? <laughs> no. Didn't get the bread and milk, but I had joy. I shouted in the vegetable department. I got an orange and threw it up and said, Woo! Glory to God. Talked in tongues in the bakery. <clears throat> did you get the bread and milk? No? Good boy or bad boy? Oh, then you can talk in tongues and still not be a good Christian, can't you? No talking in tongues? No fruit of the Spirit? No demonstration of the Holy Spirit? None of it is biblical unless it's built on getting the bride. Getting the bride. Dave, did you get the bread and milk? No, I didn't get the bread and milk, Dad, but I had peace. I stopped 14 fights in the store. I told everybody, let's have peace, peace, peace. I sang, love is the theme, love is supreme, sweeter it grows. And I peace, I wore a peace button and a smile button and a peace symbol. All had a peace symbol on my chest, had a peace symbol on the soles of my feet, on the seat of my breeches, on my cap. Peace, peace, peace. Join the peace score even. Did you get the bread and milk? No, I didn't get the bread. Hey, on the second row, fellas, straighten up there and listen. Sit up. That's right. Did you get the bread and milk? No. Good boy or bad boy? Oh. You make it sound like a person can have can believe in peace and not be a soul winner, not be a good Christian. That's the way God makes it sound, too. You say, you saying if I'm not a soul winner, I'm not a good Christian? No, I'm not saying God's saying it. I'm saying you don't even have love unless you're a soul winner. You don't have... Dave... Did you get the bread and milk? No, I didn't get the bread and milk, Dad, but I had long-suffering. 
There were two lines to get checked out. One had four people waiting and one had 47. And I got no one had 47. And I quote it all the time. Be you not weary and well-doing for in due season you'll get checked out if you think not. Did you get the bread and milk? Nope. Good boy, bad boy. Why? He didn't get the bread and milk. Don't you see what I'm saying? Our Father, our, our Father sent His Son to the world. His Son went back to heaven. He sent the Holy Spirit. What for? Get a bride. Get a bride. Get a bride. You don't even know the kindergarten lesson about the Holy Spirit unless you're busy getting the bride. He said, my grandmama, she had love. Anybody had a, was loving as my grandmama. If she wasn't a soul winner, she didn't have Bible love. Well, you say, hold it, preacher. You used to make it sound like soul winning's everything. Bingo, you got it right the first time. Right, right, that's what it's all about. That's what the church, why the Lord started the church. That's why He sent the Holy Spirit. That's why He gave the Great Commission. That's what it's all about, is getting the bride, get the bride, get the bride, get the bride. When people say, I don't like First Baptist Church, they're just all wrapped up in soul winning. Brother, you couldn't have complimented us anymore. I mean, if you'd have called me Billy Dwight Sunday Moody, you wouldn't have helped, helped anymore. Why? Because that's the purpose of it all. That's what it's all about. So don't you ever again talk about the fruit of the Spirit unless you're a soul winner. Why? Because the great purpose of the Holy Spirit is to get the bride. Now, I sent the servant out to get the, the bride. He could come near getting her if he had these fruit, this fruit of the Spirit. There's a second mistake concerning the Holy Spirit, and that's concerning the gifts of the Spirit. Turn to 1 Corinthians, please. The book of 1 Corinthians, and we're going to study something about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 12 is the chapter. Chapter 12, and verse 1, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you, you ignorant. Okay, that means God wants us to know about gifts, doesn't it? All right. You know that, that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and no man that can say that Jesus is Lord by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diverse differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given... By the Spirit, the word of wisdom. Okay? Now, do all have the gift of wisdom or not? Now, follow me carefully. It says, to one is given the Spirit of wisdom. Do all have it? Yes or no? No. All right? To another, the word of, uh, word of knowledge. Do all have the gift of knowledge? No. Uh, to another, faith. Do all have the gift of unusual faith? No. All right, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. Now, if anybody comes to you and says, do you believe in the gifts of the Spirit, what do they mean? Tongues. That's what they mean. God put that last. And by the way, the word tongues here is the word glossa in the Greek, which means, it always means in the Bible, either a language or, or, the, or the, the physical tongue. 
Now, tongues in the Bible <clears throat> was simply God giving a miraculous ability of a person who did, not who did not know how to speak the language that the sinner could understand. The ability to speak in a language he had never used before or did not know by, by, by uh, nature or by learning. Here's a, here's a fellow, for example, witnessing to a German, and, and the German fellow can't understand English. There's no way to get the gospel to him. And God would give the man the ability to speak German suddenly in order to get the bride. See? Any kind of tongues, it's not forgetting of the bride, is a, is a fake. You see, you're criticizing other denominations. No, I'm criticizing any kind of truth that talks about the Holy Spirit, not in terms of getting the bride. Now, may I stop and say this. I believe that every one of these gifts is available in 1974. I do not for a single moment adhere to the teaching that says, Now about a faith, hope, and love, these three, and that's all. And all that is done away with. I think faith, hope, and love do abide, but I don't think God's done away with the healing either. I don't think God's done away with the tongues either. Uh, Mr. Uh, <coughs> Cunningham, lift your hand back. I've told about you all across the country. Look, look at that hand right there. That man, thank you, that man, a good man, he got saved and couldn't read, right? Couldn't read. He got, he's here, and I, I've told across this, this across the country, and I'm glad he's here. He got his Bible down, and he's a very tender-hearted man, and he said, Dear God, I'd love to know this book. And God gave him miraculous ability to read the Bible. Of course, that didn't happen because that was for another dispensation. Except it did. The Lord blew this one, didn't he? Now, I do not think for a single second that the gifts have been done away with. I think they're still... You mean the gift of tongues? Yes, sir. I still think it's possible for God to let a man talk in a language he's never studied in order to get, get, get the bride. Amen. But not to edify himself. Amen. And not so he can talk some heavenly kind of a language. Not for that. Not for that. Now, I'm a little tired, a little weary of Baptists thinking that other people have something we don't have, and they make us sort of second-rate Christians that are they're afraid to look at certain verses in the Bible. Brother, I'm not afraid to look at any verse in this Bible, not any verse in this Bible. And I'll stand on this Bible and say tonight and around this world and around this country that if you are not getting the Bible, don't you talk to me about having something of the Holy Spirit I don't have. You don't. You're a hypocrite and a fake and, a, and you're masquerading behind something that's not real. And uh, you're a sham, you're not right with God, and you want to hit the mourner's bench. Well, you don't know what you said or how I felt. Well, why don't you grab the old electric wire? You can feel the same way. If you're not getting the bride, you're a backslider. The Holy Spirit was sent to get the bride and these gifts. Now look down to verse, uh, verse uh, 27, please. We have the second time these gifts are listed in the, in the Scriptures. Now, the body of Christ... Now, you're the body of Christ, and members in particular. <clears throat> God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets. Now, I want an I want English teacher. Uh, Mrs. Barber, are you in the service tonight? Mrs. Barber, is secondarily... What, what, what part of speech is secondarily? Or what, uh, it's an adverb. Does an adverb modify a noun or a verb? It modifies a verb or another... Adverb. So when you say secondarily, you're modifying not the word here, God, or church, but the verb which is set. Which means that God set some in the church, look at it now, 
some in the church, first, apostles, secondarily, which means it's not as important as the first one, prophets. Thirdly, there's an adverb again, not as important as the second, teachers. After that, miracles, less important. Then gifts of healing, less important. Then helps, less important. Then governments, less important. The verses of tongues, that's the last one. It's the least important of all. Next time a fellow walks up to you and says, You have the gifts of the Spirit? You say, How do you have got helps? You'll say, Oh, what's that? Because he doesn't know the Bible. He just knows one little, one little perversion of the Bible. See? That's all he knows. Listen. God says the ladies who helped the folks get dressed for baptism a while ago have a greater gift than those that talk in tongues. But God said it. I didn't say it. God said it. See? <clears throat> now, what are the gifts for? They're to talk the bride into coming. And boy, you give her a bracelet and some earrings and, some, and, a, and a whole wardrobe, like God said, give her. She's going to come more likely to come. See? So, uh, that's the purpose of it. Now, let me illustrate. What are these gifts for? They're aids, not the main thing. The main thing is what? Get the bride. Say it again. Get the bride. Say it again. Get the bride. Say it louder. Get the bride. So whatever these gifts are, they're to help get the bride. Is that right? Okay. Now then, let me, let me do something here. I'm going to organize tonight a fire department. And let's see. Mr. Mr. Treadman, would you be in my fire department? You can stay right where you are. Be in my fire department. Uh, Jack Rose, would you be in my fire department? All right. Then let's see. Brother Vineyard, would you be in my fire department? Brother Colston, would you? Okay, now here's my fire department. Now, we are really going to protect this town from fires. We're going to have a good fire department. Now, while we are in the fire station, Mr. Treadman, I want you to listen carefully now. I want you to keep the fire trucks polished. I'm into a high gloss. Got it? Jack Rose, I want you to, to press the uniforms for all the firemen. And uh, Brother Vineyard, you in my department? I want you, if you would, please, to keep the, the, the barracks swept clean. And Brother John, I want you to grease the poles so we can slide down in a hurry when we go down the pole. <laughs> Let's get this all straight. Now, Mr. Trevor, what is your job? Or what? <laughs> yeah, he said shine the truck. Where am I starting? A truck shining department? I want your job. Put a shine the truck. No, no. Your job is to put fires out. See? By the way, don't feel bad. I was down in, in Panama City, Florida, and, and the fellow who met me, who, who drove us to the room into the services, was the fire chief of Panama City. I brought this same message the morning, and he was in the service, and I used him as the first one in my fire department. And I said, What's your job? He said, Polishing the trucks. And the folks went wild. Absolutely went wild. I said, What? He said, Polishing the trucks. He didn't catch it like you did. I said, what? What? He said, polish in the trucks. I said, you're the fire chief. What's your job? Polish in the trucks. <laughs> What's your job, Jack? See there? He's a good fireman. You're lousy. He's a good fireman. What? Well, he got the eye. What's your job? What's your job? What's your gift? Sleep in the floor. What's your gift? Grease in the pole. <laughs> What's your gift? What's your gift? Okay, again, what's your job? They're putting the fire out. The, the house burned down while you were deciding, but... <coughs> All right, now what am I saying? 
I'm saying that the same thing happened. Jesus went back to heaven and told us to what? Get, get the bride. Get people saved. Now follow me. He said, but while you get folks saved, somebody's going to have to work in the dressing room at the baptistry. And somebody might get sick while you're out soul winning. I'll give somebody the gift of healing. And somebody's got, a, somebody's got to take care of the money so you can buy the food to feed, feed yourself with. So I'm going to give somebody the gift of administration. All right, let's, let's do this tonight. Let's organize a soul winning team, a group, and let's, let's walk from here to Indianapolis, Indiana, and let's just witness to everybody on the way, okay? All right, we'll do that. All right. Now then, we, we take off, and it's five minutes to nine, and we start witnessing. So, long about, <clears throat> we witness all night because we're on fire for God, but long about six o'clock in the morning, something's going to happen. Right about in here, there's going to be a, well, in fact, it's there right now, isn't it? <laughs> Annoying feeling. We're going to have to eat. I'm going to, I'm going to let you be our cooks, okay? Would you cook for all of us? Huh? Would you? Yes, you will. Whether you like it or not, you're going to. <laughs> all right. Now then, what's your job? Huh? What? Soul winning. Yeah, we didn't go, we're not going to go in and have cook meals for everybody down there. You see, you did the same thing he did. Now then, but they're also going to cook. Does that mean they don't have to win souls? They're to win souls. Winning souls is the big job. They have a gift of cooking, so we help all of us win souls better. But they say we've got to have some food. We don't have any money to buy food with, so let's take an offering. Now I'll let you uh, two fellows, over, you four fellows here, be the, the, the fellows who keep the money. You're the finance committee. Now that you don't have to go soul winning, do you? Do they or not? Yes. Why? Because that's what we're all going to do. All across America. Big, important men sit on finance committees of churches and say, this is the way I'll serve the Lord. You're a fake. You don't even know the first thing about the Bible. And that's why they warp the preachers that are soul winning preachers and try to kick them off and they have long invitations and try to run their business. And it's none of their business. Just because you're a deacon or a finance member, member or a trustee or whatever else you are, it doesn't give you the right not to be a soul winner. God says, I want you to go soul winning. Somebody has the gift of playing the organ. Somebody has the gift of playing the piano. Somebody has the gift of leading the singing. Somebody has the gift of singing souls and duets. Somebody has the gift of sweeping the floor. Somebody has the gift of working the nursery. Somebody has the gift of being a custodian. Somebody has the gift of taking care of the ushering. Somebody has the gift of the PA equipment. Somebody has the gift of being a departmental superintendent. Somebody has the gift of teaching a Sunday school class. Somebody has the gift of, of answering the telephone. Somebody has the gift of typing the letters. But those gifts are not substitutes. They are supplements to the great command, and the command is, get the bride, get the bride, get the bride. Now, the tragic thing is we've gotten away from the simplicity of this blessed truth. Get the bride. The job of the gifts of the Spirit is to get the bride. Suppose I, I go to the far country, you be Abraham, stand up Abraham. Uh, so I come back from the far country. <laughs> Ask him if I got the bride. You have the bride? <laughs> no, boy. But I gave her those bracelets and earrings. In fact, I started 40 jewelry stores over there in that country. I'm a Jew. <laughs> and, uh, boy, listen. I, I, I gave, listen, I gave bracelets and earrings to everybody in the far. Look, look, everybody out here has got them. Boy, I'll tell you I'm the bracelet that's given this fellow. Woo! 
I got the gift of the Spirit. I've been helping everybody get the gift of the Spirit. Not, 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 not enough. Did you get the bride? I don't get the bride. Not enough. Well, clear. You're a hard testament, aren't you? Yeah, and so is God. So is God. Don't you see what I'm saying? If you will weigh every truth about the Holy Spirit, every doctrine about the Holy Spirit, in the balance of one thing, does it help get the bride, you won't ever get mixed up on the Holy Spirit. Never will. There's a third truth about it. A third truth. Our third error, really, and that is concerning the fullness of the Spirit. And time will not permit me to go into this like I'd like to. I did last week. But the mistake about the fullness of the Spirit is this, that it is a self-edifying ascetic experience whereby we elevate ourselves and edify ourselves and feel the presence and glory of God and talk in tongues. But that isn't it. The fullness of the Spirit is the fuel with which to get the bride. It is the power that helps to get the bride. Let me show you. Let me show you. Hello there. Could I have a drink of water, please? Yes, may I give water to your camels off? <laughs> Boy, this is your lucky day. My name is Eliezer. I'm a servant. I live over in in the in the, in Canaan. And my master, oh, let me tell you something. Boy, he is something else. He's the richest fella in all the land. He's got a boy. Woo! What a boy. Man. Handsomest guy, richest guy, personality plus, good, tremendous fellow. You'd like him. What I'm here for, I'm here to, to get a bride. And I ask, the, I ask God to lead me to the Lord. I told the Lord, whenever I ask somebody for a drink of water, if she says, may I give you camel's water also, that's the one. You're the one. My master wants me to give you these earrings for your ears. You don't need them for beauty, but, but he wants you to have them. Grace it also. And he has a whole wardrobe wants you to have, too. And, uh, uh, but listen, uh, I know it's a hard thing, but it's wonderful back in our country. And you would just love Isaac. And God led me. And the, don't you see? Don't you see the love and the joy and the peace and the long-suffering? Say no first. Well, I don't want to leave Mom and Dad, no. Uh, oh, but listen. You, you just ought to see Isaac. He, he is the most amazing fellow. Your mom and dad would be proud of you if you were married to this fellow. He is something else. See the long-suffering there? See? And uh, say no again. No, I don't think so. I, I just believe God's going to give you to me. I believe he is. I believe you're the one. See the faith there? You see? All of these. I gave her the gifts. Now then, finally she decides to go. Now watch this. <clears throat> she decides to go. There's Isaac over there. She decides to go. W- would, you, would you go? According to God's leading, yes. Oh, that's wonderful. You'll never be sorry. Now then, stand up. We're going to take a trip. <clears throat> now, watch you, Rebecca. Remember this. We're going to go on a 500-mile trip. It's a long, hard journey. You'll get lost, or you'll get you'll get injured. It's dangerous. Your only hope is to follow me. Wherever I say go, I'm the Holy Spirit now. Wherever I say go, you go. What I say do, you do. You don't know the way, but I know the way. You don't know what's best for you, but I know what's best for you. 
So you follow me all the way. And so they started the journey. She following the servant, going to see the bride, groom, even as you and I are going to see Jesus and on our way now. And our job is to follow the Spirit of God who leads us. And so some days they were on mountaintops and the sun was shining brightly. Isn't it a beautiful day today? But she followed the servant even in those days, never thinking she'd get away from him. Some days they went down into the deepest of valleys and the clouds were low. She couldn't see her well, and they could hardly see. You stay close to me, Rebecca. The only hope you've got is to stay close to me. And then some days back up on mountaintops again. So down into valleys up on mountaintops they went on their journey. And down into valleys again. Rebecca, you're following me. Sometimes she cried for homesickness, but she followed the Holy Spirit, the servant. Sometimes she laughed and enjoyed the day, and sometimes it was awful lonely, and she missed her mom and dad. But she followed the servant. Why? Because he's taking her to the back room. That's why. And so they went up and down hills and valleys until one day, one day, Rebecca, see there? Rebecca, I've got disappointment for you. Rebecca, that's him. That's Isaac. And so, Brother John, would you sit here now? And so she goes to Isaac. And look at the look on Isaac's face as she goes. And they lived happily ever after. Now, you be Abraham here again, Dr. Billings. And so the servant comes back, says, <laughs> Boy, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Did you get the bride? <laughs> you better know I got the bride. Woo! Bracelet. Boy, and listen, when she said, she, she said, I believe God wills it. I'll tell you, boy, I begged her and pleaded with her. Everything I did was to get her. And when she said she'd go, <laughs> you talk about happy. And she didn't, she followed me all the way. And you should have seen her when she set her eyes on Isaac. <laughs> Abraham, uh, servant, master, let me ask you a question. You, you, you got any more boys, huh? No, sir. Boy, listen, I wish you did. I'd like to do the same thing. <laughs> Boy, if I could just spend my whole life doing that, that'd be wonderful. I just loved it. And one of these days, one of these days, after all these years, I've, I'm a nut. I'm a fool. I'm a fanatic. I'm hated. People don't like me. Every day of my life, I get several poison pen letters. Or somebody cusses me out or calls me on the phone lets me have it. I'm hated, but I've spent 29 years nearly of my life just getting the bride. Amen. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in all the world. And boy, you just wait till I get to heaven. And you wait till all the people that I've won to Christ, and all the folks we've seen saved here, they get one glimpse of Jesus. And we're going to say, <laughs> look at them. <laughs> They're praising him. We're going to sing, boy, it was a wonderful way to live a life. Just getting the bride. Just getting the bride. Now, for all these years, I've been traveling up and down the country. 
And I've tried, since I first became acquainted with the Holy Spirit, I've tried to follow Him. You see, I too am going to see Jesus one of these days, thank God. And until I see Him, my only hope to be happy is to follow the Holy Spirit. For these many years, I've followed Him. Some days, Dr. Billings, it's been on the mountaintop. Some days we had 23,000 in Sunday school. But I found the secret is staying close to the one who's taking me to the bridegroom. Some days it's been cloudy. I've seen days in my life when I didn't think the sun would ever shine again. I couldn't even see my hand before me. But blessed be God, that servant's been out before me all the way. And one of these days, he's going to turn and say, There he is. There he is. And the trumpet's going to sound, and the Lord Jesus is going to descend the sky. And I'm going to rise in his own likeness and see him. And then all of us will be happy. Even though we're called fools and nuts and fanatics and fundamentalists, sometimes emphasis on the first syllable, sometimes emphasis on the second syllable, sometimes if, sometimes we're fundamentalists, and sometimes we're fun D-A-M mentalists, and sometimes we're fundamental. Yes, we've been laughed at. But you wait till we come back and see the Father and say, Father, I got the bride. I got the bride. That's the purpose of it all. And if you'll take this simple teaching tonight, and if you'll, if you'll judge every teaching about the Holy Spirit on this great scale, You'll never get off track. You'll never go after wildfire. Because everything he does, whether it's for the gifts, the fruit, or the fullness, it's all an aid in getting the bride for Jesus. What are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? Let's bow our heads for prayer, please. (coughs) Our Heavenly Father, it's been an unusual message for a Sunday night. And yet how needed this truth is. So easy to get mixed up on the fruit of the Spirit and not realize it's a methods class in soul winning. So easy to get mixed up on the gifts of the Spirit and not realize it's an aid, or it is aids, or their aids to soul winning. So easy to get mixed up on the fullness of the Spirit and not realize it's the power for soul winning. That everything is to get the bride, to get the bride, to get the bride, to get the bride, to get the bride.